Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Doctor would hurt my feelings like that. I remember not long after I got married, uh, I went to the doctor. He said, take your shirt off. So I compliantly did what he asked me to do. And he said, how long have have you been this fat I never went to that doctor again he hurt my feelings I heard something the other day someone was talking about the the social issues that are going on in our world and and um, homelessness and drug addiction and how some places are overrun with it and uh, he, he this this man who was a left person he not a conservative on any level worked with homelessness and drug addiction in San Francisco if you know anything about that that's about as bad as it gets in America and he went over to the Netherlands the Netherlands are even more liberal than San Francisco but they don't have all these issues they have in San Francisco and uh, he said so what's the difference he said he said American that deal with this they have they've done away with the sticks the carrot and the stick approach they're only offering carrots and so people are just going nuts and they're not reforming because all they get is benefits without any consequence for the things they're doing to themselves and he he said that the Netherland the this uh, Netherland social worker government worker he said, there is a saying in our language that says, soft doctors make the wound stink. So a doctor that will not treat your wound or tell you what you need to do, don't help you. Does that make sense? That's why the Bible says, speaking the truth in love. We must not ever be Uh, dissuaded or deceived to think that love does not deal with hard truths. Amen? I must love someone enough to tell them things that may hurt their feelings. Right? Because living for God, that God is a carrot and stick approach. That approach, it doesn't get any more close to the principles of God that the Lord loves us he wants to bless us but he does have expectations for us because God's covenant is a if you will I will amen but I am persuaded that if I will do what God asks of me what he gives me in return it's it's, it's like cheating because he asked very little of us and he bless us 
blesses us in such bountiful returns. How many of you are thankful for God's mercy, grace, and amen, the second, third, fourth, thousandth chance? He is a good God, isn't he? Second Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 9. If you have your Bibles, you can stand or you can stand and look at the screen. Amen. I appreciate all the work that goes into our worship service. They, we are so blessed with such talented Amen. musicians that love the Lord. Amen. And they're, they're, uh, they are led by the Spirit, and so many times they have a song that it's like we planned ahead, ahead, ahead of time. And I really do appreciate the time, the effort that they put in. They get here... Uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, and uh, I just want to, to say how much I appreciate their ministry to the Lord, because I'm blessed. How about you? Amen. Amen. Second Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward not willing that any should perish, but, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things, everybody say all these things, shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, everybody say me, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens, and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. My next scripture I want to read, just the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, I actually read the whole thing. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, beginning with verse... Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, beginning with verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we... Forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And I'm just looking at verse 9. Hallowed be thy name. Say that with me. Hallowed be thy name. Amen. That's my title today. Hallowed be thy name. Father, I love you. I thank you for your presence that is here. I pray, Lord Jesus, that some good thing could be said today that, Lord Jesus, would impact our hearts, our minds, and potentially change our plans. Lord Jesus, change our thoughts. Lord Jesus, change our opinions. Lord God, help us to be pliable under your hand. Help us to be open to your word. Help us to be willing to change our attitudes and opinions. Lord, because you, you are the only way. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Last week, an asteroid flew within 1,800 miles of Earth. In comparison to space, it was just a feather's width from the Earth. Closer than most satellites, much closer than the moon. In a similar trajectory of the International Space Station, a unexpected asteroid flew past the Earth. And what so befuddled the scientists is that they didn't see it coming. It wasn't until it flew by that they realized we didn't see it coming and we didn't know when it was there, but there it goes. Now granted, it wasn't very big, but there is no way that humanity and all of its computers really know what's going on in the space around us. We understand, most scientists believe that there was an extinction level impact of an asteroid. You can see all over the world there are deep crevices created by no doubt catastrophic events, something falling from the sky impacting the earth. And I'm sure we've all seen uh, red stories and have been aware of various things where people are talking about asteroids going to hit the earth. It really, I don't know how the end of the world will come, but it could come that way. You read what the scripture says, it says it will all dissolve and burn with, with the fiery heat. This, this world is such a, an amazing, uh, uh, it, it, the axis of the earth, the specificity of the, the, the environment, the, the distance uh, from, from everything from the sun. If it was just off a little bit, it'd be too hot for, to support life. If it was a little... Uh, uh, further away it'd be too cold. All of the factors that create this environment that has been a, a, a breeding ground for life, I truly am fully persuaded this is the hand of the Lord. It's that way because God made it that way. And the same God that made it that way, Jesus Christ himself said that heaven and earth shall pass away. The scripture tells us that the, the coming of the Lord will come as a thief 
in the night. You know, I was thinking today that today is Halloween. Uh, I actually have a bag of candy at my house. Seemed like a good idea, right? My wife asked me to help pick the bag because, you know, there's all kinds of combination nerds and sweethearts and, you know, and I, I ended up just agreeing with her. So today on Halloween, I, I dressed up like an apostolic preacher. It's not my costume, it's my calling. Amen, I don't have a mask on. I, I, I may be scary, but this is really who I am. And, and I declare to you face to face that the coming of the Lord is as real as anything that has ever happened in your life. And I want to tell you today that the most fearful thing that you will ever know isn't of goblins and skeletons and spiders and bats and witches and hobgoblins. These are things that should not scare us. But the thing that should cause us to be of sober mind is that hell is forever and ever and ever. The scripture declares without faith it is impossible to please God. The scripture declares if you don't repent you will perish. Jesus says except you are born again of the water and the spirit you can't see or enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned. And on this day in which the world hallows they, 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 they celebrate it they, 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 they love they love it. Today, this is not trick-or-treat. It's a warning and an admonition today that Jesus died to save you from your sins. But it is up to you to embrace this great salvation. Amen. We must embrace what God has given us. And we must be willing to do what His Word commands us because His promises, the promises of God are yea and amen. But He needs to hear us say yea and amen back. Amen. amen. I... I, I uh, uh, back a couple of years ago, I received a, a a phone call, actually a text message from a pastor up in Philadelphia, Mississippi. He had a lady he used to pastor uh, that lived in Louisiana, and she sent a she called him and said, "Can anybody in the Jackson area go to the university hospital? My my nephew is dying there, and just." Can he somebody go by and pray with my sister and 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 pray for him? He 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 has lived a rough life and and he's not ready to meet God and and he's they're desperate. Somebody to go pray for them. It was December the twenty third, and uh, we we're all busy. Amen. Especially December twenty third, and uh, I, I I was I was driving over to Pearl. And uh, uh, I, they, they sent it to, I don't know, 12, 15 pastors. And, 
And, and I, I wrote back, I said, I, I'll swing by on my way to where I, whatever I'm doing. So I went in and I met his mother. His mother was raised in a spirit-filled church, but when she came to years, she totally rebelled and walked away from God and, and hadn't darkened the door and never took her children to church. That they, they, they were in the bar scene and the uh, music scene and, and raised their, their sons there in, in this, this life, this life that, that was given to these sorts of things. And, and so uh, he had had an incredible bad health situation come up and, and basically coded. And uh, the, do- he, the doctor declared he was dead and uh, something happened. And I don't, even, I don't remember, but the, he ended up coming back to life. And the, they, 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 they actually opened him up. He was so full of infection, the doctor said, there's nothing we can do for him. So he's in the ICU at the university hospital and he can't talk, and he asks for a pen, and he scratches out in, in something that looks like a font used for Halloween. He said, I went to hell. I don't want to go back. Can somebody help me? The grandchild of an apostolic saint doesn't know what to do to escape what he just saw. And he's desperate. I go in and pray for him. He's out. His mother is desperate, and I get to talking to her. I said, well, you do know how to pray. She said, well, it's been so long. I said, well, it's not hard. I said, you know, this could be a wake-up call to you. Maybe it's time to seek the Lord. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm there. Might as well share it with everybody. Hallelujah. And so uh, I, I, I go and take care of, in fact, I feel like I was eating lunch with somebody. Anyway, I, I had to go to Cracker Barrel. So when I came back, the Lord just pressed on my heart, go back and pray again. And so I went back to the university hospital and I walked into that ICU room and and he was awake. And he asked, he said, he didn't say he asked, he pointed at a pen and and a pad and he scratched out, I saw it for myself. I went to hell. I don't want to go back. Help. So what do you do? I just pray, Lord, I ask you to have mercy on this man. You see his desperation. You see this torment in which he has experienced. I pray, Lord Jesus, to lift him off this sick bed and give him a chance to get his life right. And, and it was just a few days. He had a, he had a turnaround, and it, probably a week or so, he had a turnaround, and, and they put him in a hospital room. And I would go by and see him uh, weekly. I would go by and, 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 and talk to his wife mostly because he was so uh, out of it. And he slowly got better. And one day I was able to talk to him and I, 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 I asked him, I said, tell me what you experienced. And, and this, this, this young man, uh, he's, ne- he's never been uh, taken to church by his parents. He's went a few times with his grandmother but uh, from the top of his head all the way down his arms, every part I could see him, there were these tattoos all over him. And these weren't tattoos of cupids and angels. They were dragons and demons and skull and fire and flame. He, he, was, he was a billboard for Halloween. 
So I got to talking to him. He was involved in heavy metal music and, and, and that whole scene. And, and he t explained to me what he saw. He said, he said, I was in this like a dungeon. He said, he said there, there was just all around me you could hear the moans and the groans and the screams and the cries. And he said, it's like a torture chamber all around me. He said, I was so thirsty but there wasn't any water. He said, I was so, I was just on fire and there was no relief. And I knew I was in hell. I knew I was in hell. And uh, he said, but the strangest thing happened. He said, while I was there, there was a man that appeared where I was. And he said, he, he said I knew he was a preacher. And, and he, walked, he walked into that space where I was and he got down on his knees, he got down on his face and he began to groan. Now he doesn't know what that is, but I knew what it was. I knew that that was probably what prayed him out. It was either his, his, his one of his uh, aunt's grandparents, pastors, or some minister in his life got a burden for his sin-sick soul and prayed a miracle and literally prayed him out of hell to give him another chance to be saved. Amen. He would tell me, I told me that stuff and the hair on my arm stood up. Amen. And he said, he said, I, I don't want to go to hell. And he began to tell me that, you know, that, that, that he'd try to go to sleep and he was tormented by evil spirits. And, 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 and in the middle of the night, there were these evil spirits coming to him. And he said, I, I just need some peace. I, I need some relief. And I prayed for him, but I didn't really feel a sense of peace. But I prayed all I knew to pray and I, I said, I'll be back. And I actually was uh, sharing this story with a young lady that had previously been possessed of devils and, and involved in witchcraft and the drug trade. And, 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 and this young lady told me, she said, tell him that if she, he wants deliverance, all he needs to do is, is tell the Lord, I surrender everything to you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And the devil will have to go. And I thought, hmm, that sounds about right. And so I went to the hospital room just right after she told me this. I said, I feel like the Lord's given me some direction. And I, I, I said to him, I said, I said, I, I talked to this young lady that has been possessed with the devil and worshiped devils and given herself and, and experienced deliverance. And, and he, what you need to do, you need to surrender and, and submit to the Lord and say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And immediately after I said to that to him, it's like there's a tape in his mind. And he began to say, well, everybody's going to serve God their own way. Everybody's going to do how they want to do. And I'm basically a good person. And I said to him, I said, uh, Duncan, that kind of thinking already took you to hell once. Don't let it take, it to, take you to hell again. I wish I could say, that he had a transformational moment. But I can say that he will be like so many if the Lord is not merciful and he does not repent and he doesn't get saved. He will be without excuse. I would say he probably didn't have one beforehand, but he had a second chance. 
You know, I, I had a conversation just a few days ago, and I was talking to someone and who, who has made a, a change in their life, and I, I, I asked him, you know, what, what happened? And, and he, said, he said he was reading in a book, and in the book it said uh, that, that, that it is believed that if you die and you go to hell, whatever disease you had when you died, it goes with you. Whatever pain you had when you go, it goes with you. Everything terrible in your life, when you die and go to hell, it goes with you. And that tracks with the scripture that says Jesus said in Mark chapter 9 and verse 41, For whosoever shall give a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. Verse 42, And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. Everybody said, Jesus said this. And if, if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. For it is better to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that shall never be quenched where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Amen. Can I tell you today that, that that's, that's hard for us to hear? Amen. It seems so harsh to consider something so terrible. Verse 47, And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. For every one shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Amen. Today I want to tell you today, Whatever you need to do, amen, to get yourself right with God, amen, I'm telling you, it's better to live without in this world than to go to hell without it. Amen. I've heard people say, well, I don't want to go to church because the hypocrites. I don't want to go to church because the preacher or the teacher or some person because this and that. Amen. Can I tell you, amen, many people that cause people to leave the church, amen, they may offend, they may do wrong, they may do evil. Amen. Tears grow up with the wheat. Jesus said that. Tears grow up with the wheat. There are things that grow up in a church and God didn't plan it, the devil did. But Jesus uh, tells us that the, 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 the farmer was instructed, don't pluck up the tares, because if you pluck up the tares, you're going to pull up some good with it. And I believe that we all have to recognize and we need to solidify in our heart that I don't serve God for the pastor. I don't serve God for the music. I don't serve God for my mama. I don't serve God for the friends. Amen. I serve God because I love Jesus and nothing shall by any means offend me. I love the Lord more than anything else. I love the Lord more than my hurt feelings. I love the Lord more than the wrongs I've 
I've experienced because I want to be saved. And whoever I need to forgive, whatever burdens I need to let go of, whatever truth I need to pick up, amen, I must be saved. Amen. Saved. Amen. You know, I would say to you that some might define this as a hell, fire, and brimstone message. And I think that would probably be, this part of it is a proper description. It is a hellfire message. But the bottom line is, Jesus said this in John chapter 3, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn them, but that the world through Him might be saved. What does that mean? Before Jesus came, people were condemned. Everybody say condemned. That is the condition of humanity. We were all born in sin and shapen in iniquity. We all deal with Romans chapter 7. There is in us a law that wars against the, the members of our body. And even after we've been born again, there is a struggle between the flesh and the spirit. And we have to decide within ourselves, amen, I am going to press through whatever the struggle is, whatever the temptation is, whatever the burden is, if I must, I will humble myself to the lowest degree so that the Lord can be glorified in me. The Bible says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God. Amen. You know, it is hard. I, 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 I'm a man. I can't speak for women because I'm not a woman. You women will have to decide whether this really applies to you like it does men. But as a man, a red-blooded man, hallelujah. Amen, I have at times had pride. Sometimes I've had it beat out of me. Amen, I have fallen so hard, felt like I fell twice. Right? But I, 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 I am aware of the fact that pride doesn't go away when you get older. It changes. In fact, uh, the Bible talks about there's the, uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And I heard Brother Bodie explain that the lust of the eye is, is oftentimes is most strong in young people. They, they, they lust with the eye. When you reach middle age, uh, it's, the, it's the lust of the flesh. The young deal with the lust of the flesh. As you grow older, no doubt you still have the lust of the flesh. But the lust of the eye, materialism, things, it, it becomes the thing that we are challenged with. And as we grow older, it is the pride of life. And this was a man in his 60s telling me, he said, I'm fully persuaded that as we get older, our greatest source of struggle it may not be the lust of the flesh, it may not be materialism or the lust of the eye, but it's pride. Amen. But at the end of the day, we all, I'll say to the men, I'm sure this is true for the women as well, we must recognize that there is something inside of us that resists the concept of submission. To fully submit ourselves to the Lord, it requires some purposeful uh, inventory and, and some in 
intentional uh, bringing some things down. I'm going to humble my opinion. I'm going to humble my attitude. I'm going to humble my goals. I'm going to humble my desires. I'm going to humble everything. I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. I'm going to humble myself. If I got to say I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If I got to say I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Everybody say humble yourself. But the next scripture says, that's one squat for the day. I did my exercise. The next scripture says, Scripture says, in order, humble, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that you may be exalted in due time. The next scripture, resist the devil and he will flee. And the reason why many people lack the strength to resist the devil is they spend their resistance on God. God's dealing with you to repent. God's dealing with you to submit. God's dealing with you to surrender. God's dealing with you this. And you resist the Lord. And when the devil comes, you have no strength to resist the devil. But when you submit to God, at the end of the day, when it comes to the devil, the battle is the Lord's. Amen. When we humble ourselves to the Lord, we are bringing ourselves into submission to Him and He becomes the strength of our life. He becomes the power of our ability to discern the devil, to rebuke the devil, to stand against the devil and have victory over sin. But you can't get victory over sin if you don't get victory over yourself. Amen. Amen. Can we pray right here in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. I humble myself. Lord, I humble myself. Amen. It'd be all right for you just to say that out loud to the Lord. Lord, I humble myself under your mighty hand. Lord God, I know if I humble myself to you, you won't do anything to me that'll hurt me. You won't do anything to me that's bad for me. Lord God, you won't lead me someplace you don't go with me. I humble myself to you. Today is Halloween. Halloween. And it comes from it comes from the word uh the, the terminology uh like many times the Catholics would uh uh appropriate pagan traditions and put a Christian name on it. Halloween was a pagan tradition uh uh basically uh Halloween the dead. They'd pray to the dead and then they would dress up and, and, and have various things to scare off evil spirits. And it was a celebration of the dead. And so the church, uh, the church Catholicism, they appropriated that and they called it All Hallows. These are All Saints Day. And so they would basically uh, 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 hallow the saints. Amen. But, but I, I got to thinking about on this day when the world is hallowing something. They are hallowing a day of the dead. And, and though I know most people are in no way have any intentional 
meaning to give place to the devil. Some people are, either on purpose or out of ignorance. The Bible says give no place to the devil. The Bible says to abstain from all the appearance of evil. I'm not here to uh, 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 preach against you candy, but I'm just saying there are people that today, that today is a day in which they hallow. And what I'm saying that as believers, we have an opportunity to hallow the name of the Lord and to sanctify ourselves for the Master's use. Amen. Because I'm telling you today, we all hallow something. We all hallow things. Amen. We all worship something. And I I challenge you today, let us do an inventory on our life and be sure that the thing and the things that we are hallowing is the things that pertain to the Lord. Amen. I, I, today, you know, I, I see things, I read things, and uh, it popped up in my Twitter is the history of, of, of uh, Greek art. I mean, all kinds of stuff pop up on Twitter. And it was a thread. It was, it was basically talking about all these beautiful, artistic marble statues. And they traced it back to previous civilizations where they borrowed various techniques and various styles to where it uh, uh, evolved into these, these things that you see if you go to Rome today. And almost every image of these uh, contributing cultures, the statues had their hands raised. They had their faces up. And it is, it is a known fact that through you out... Humanity, there's something inside of us that wants to worship something. We want to hallow something. We want to give space to something. There are people today that will forego eating of beef because they, it's ever heard of the, uh, the holy cow? In fact, that they will try not to step on a fly because in their Faith, the things they hallow, they believe that everybody's on this constant circle of reincarnation. And uh, you might, you know, that fly might be your great-grandma. That cow might be your great-great-grandpa. You don't want to eat your grandpa, so don't eat a cow. It, it's that thinking. They hallow it. They, they worship it. Amen. I, I, I pray over my beef before I eat it. And I eat it in thanksgiving, and I trust the Lord makes it good. I had a really good steak last night in Flora. Amen. It was so good, I about choked on it. Hallelujah. Amen. I, 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 I just want you to know that I think it's important for us sometimes to just stop and take an inventory and say, do I give the same level of devotion to my Jesus than those who worship idols. You know people still worship idols, right? People give uh, uh, idols uh, offerings of fruit and, and vegetables and incense. And, and, and I think it's important that, thank God we know the truth. We know who Jesus is. We've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. But I think it would be important for us to consider ourselves and and examine ourselves and, and answer the question, am I 
living? Am I talking? Am I speaking? Am I listening? Am I focused on? Am I giving myself to the Lord, amen, as a living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. Because I have good news today in the next few minutes. Amen. The thing that makes heaven so glorious is the context of how horrible hell is. And it's by the blood of Jesus, it's by the Spirit of our God, it's by His Word that we are saved from damnation to salvation. We are washed from uncleanliness and given the robes of righteousness. We are, 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 are spared the judgment of eternal hell and given the promise of heavenly bliss in the presence of Jesus Christ because of what Jesus has done for me. I once was lost in sin but Jesus took me in. Amen. I want you to know I've been saved. I thank God I I am saved, saved, saved by His wonderful grace. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Hallelujah. I'm saved. Can we put our hands together? Hallelujah. 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 Let's stand together today. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus, help me to live in a way that fully honors you and hallows your name. Lord God, I want to consider myself, Lord God, to cleanse myself of all unrighteousness. Lord God, if there's anything that I have failed to release and forgive, Lord God, I release it, Lord. I pray your forgiveness for them. I pray that you would help them. Lord, I pray that you would heal them. I pray that you would bless them, Lord God. I release it in the name of Jesus, God. Vengeance is yours. I'm not asking you to judge them, Lord, but I'm asking you to help them, Lord. I release everything, every wrong that has been perpetuated on me. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, forgive me of my pride. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, of whatever manner of lust I may have dealt with, Lord. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. Lord God, I pray for every rebellious thought, every selfish uh, act, Lord God, anything that I have done not to be in submission to you that I may have resisted you in. Hallelujah, I surrender to you today. Can we raise our hands? Amen and surrender, Lord, I surrender to you. Hallelujah, Lord God, I trust in you today. Lord God, I ask you, Lord, for your forgiveness and I thank you for it today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we, Lord God, we renounce the hidden works of darkness. Lord God, if there are secret sins some may be struggling with today, help them today to renounce it. I renounce it in the name of Jesus. I release it to you, Jesus. I want deliverance in this, oh Jesus. Lord, I pray for deliverance in this place. 
Whatever it is that's been holding them back, whatever it is that's been keeping them back, Lord God, that has caused them to pause. In the name of Jesus, I want to go to heaven. 